I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name's Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Say hello, Andre Conaparo. Hello. Say hello, Chris Stewart, my brother. Hello. He's alive. Rest what? in peace. Oh, Wait, what am I doing? Oh, no, What's that? One guest today, Noah Galutin. Say hello. Hey. Hey. I, no- did, I didn't say hello. I said, hey, is that fine? That's fine. Strike one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Getting out of here early today. <laughs> it's been great, dude. You're awesome. Um... So, Noah, you are a L.A. native. Uh, yeah, I was born in Miami, but moved to oh. L.A. when I was two. So More or less. Yeah. We'll let it With slide. my family. like Mr. 305, Noah Gluten. You didn't head out by yourself at two? A little kerchief on the back? <laughs> yeah. A can of beans? Tied around a yeah, polka dot scarf tied around <laughs> yeah. a stick. A rucksack. Cigar on oh. a toothpick. Mm-hmm. A sack full of Marian Noches. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, you are known for lots of food-related things. You are a part of many restaurants in L.A. Many great uh, restaurants. Yeah, I kind of... Uh, uh, yeah, our barbecue place, Bloodsos, uh, I opened as the chef. Um, but as uh, kind of the company's expanded, I'm sort of more of an overall food guy for the company. So I kind of get to bounce around and do all the fun parts of restaurants mm. and... Then people who are better at the other parts do those things, which is pretty great for me. So you were the straight-up chef at Blood Sows. Yeah. And for our listeners at home, can you explain the Blood Sows story of, yeah. of um, how that... Because it started originally as a regular barbecue place, and then Yeah, you, the original Blood Sows, which is still not there. Not that yours is not s- irregular. <laughs> still crushing. Is, uh, yeah, the original is down in Compton. Um, Kevin Blood uh, is... He's like family now, but he's this... Guy, he grew up in Compton, but would spend his summers in Corsicana, Texas, uh, to Crossroads. stay out of trouble. Uh, what's that? Crossroads? Uh, Crossroads? Crossroads, no. <laughs> uh, he was in, yeah, we'd go to Corsicana, Texas, work his granny's barbecue pit, and uh, eventually, after you know a bunch of other stops along the way, he think he worked Department of Corrections for like 14 years. Mm. Um, and then he was mm. fired, in his words, for, quote, being an asshole. Um, and <laughs> then uh, started DJing and opened a barbecue spot. Whoa, DJing? He, yeah. Damn. How but, old is he? Yeah, what era is this? Uh, he just turned 50. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, him and I are on a similar career path. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, corrections yeah. officer. DJ Pitmaster yep. slash, you know, okay. Yeah. I need to meet him. Officer um, of the state. Asshole, yep. apparently. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I went down. We kind of became uh, friends. James, who's one of the owners of our restaurant group, and I were kind of sitting around saying how cool it would be to eat, like, really legit, badass Texas barbecue, like, and you'd be able to watch a game and drink a beer at the same time and, like, sit at a table. It's a little takeout stand in Compton. So uh, we kind of started hanging out with him, sort of broached the idea, uh, sealed the deal at his granny's 90th birthday party in Corsicana, Texas. I heard this story, and I, you can't do it that quick. You need to oh. expand on the visit to Granny's. Okay. I want to hear this. And, and it also, sounds amazing. And also, Bloodsoes is known for being like 
the uh, like the best barbecue and like that's like, yeah. Our goal was the best brisket. Line. It's not our just goal any wasn't to open a barbecue spot. place. Our goal was to open a blood zone. If he said no, we would have not done it. Right. Like yeah. that was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we just loved his food. It wasn't about like craving <clears throat> barbecue. Um, so yeah, there was, there was corn moonshine. I hear at this. At yeah, this like event. corn rye. We went down. So it's like you know, basically, me, James, and my but, friend. Kevin. No, before was it like, look, you got to do this. Uh, like you need like you know like the blood pack like oh no it was more like he kind of didn't think we were serious and was like hey, y'all should come come down to Corsicana and we're and he was and we were like yeah sounds great and he's like whatever we bought tickets and he's like damn y'all serious I got the so, miles <laughs> yeah so we flew down um, I figured it would also be a great excuse to go travel around Texas eating barbecue yeah, and kind of doing research um, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah we show up at the Martin Luther King Community Center in Corsicana Texas three like white at least partially jewish guys um i'm you know dad's side so it doesn't count uh <laughs> but you're pretty like, white for our listeners yeah for sure yes um <laughs> I, I would i would assume that's true um and uh walked up everyone looked at us like we were fucking crazy the uh, record skipped like in a house party movie uh yeah basically Ooh. or at least it felt like it and then Full kevin came out, came out and kicked him out uh, and Kevin's kind of like the hero of the family, so he's because he's just like this, you know, legendary, awesome dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just sort of said, to "Everybody, you know, everybody's guys are real important to me." All right, and everyone's like, "All right." And then cut to like three hours later, and I'm drinking corn rye, singing Sam Cooke songs with old ladies. Uh, and uh, yeah, we kind of sealed the deal, and then. I started training in Compton with Kevin for about a year before we opened. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. Well, the plan originally was for me to run the front of house because I had never worked in a kitchen before. I've cooked a lot my whole life and, and worked in restaurants a lot, but never actually in a kitchen. And mm. James kept asking me to run the kitchen, and I kept saying no. And then he never hired anybody else, so I just sort of ended up doing it. And uh, <laughs> Works you know, every time. Yeah. you know, I only had like 8 to 12 panic attacks. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's not just – Starting in a kitchen, that's like yeah, running kitchen, like doing like hiring a staff, like doing order guides, like working meeting with reps, like staffing a whole place, making it run consistently. Uh, but also making the food taste. Getting good. it's yeah. like someone's throwing you the keys to a car, but it's you know it's an eighteen wheeler full of sauce and and dry rub. Like it's not like and like here learn how to drive this Honda Accord. It's like this is. Blood sows barbecue, like it's yeah, you, and also like hey, like, don't like ruin this guy's family name that he spent yeah. yeah years building up, and then hey, maybe also your friends who own this place, like maybe like don't make it so their kids can't go to college, um, <laughs> yes. and like the press on the restaurant was crazy from day one. It was like people were writing us up as the best barbecue place in LA before we opened, which a lot of food media likes to do that, mm-hmm. um, uh, which I also used to sort of do. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, we had like two and a half hour waits at 5.30 on a Tuesday when we first opened. It was wow. nuts. Um, and I was working pretty much nonstop, like, you know, upwards of like probably about 20 hours a day, seven days a week for a few months. Uh, and yeah, you start to lose your mind. And uh, yeah. But, you know, it worked. We made really good barbecue. Um, the company's running smoothly. Guys have kind of stepped up, and that place is, I think, we're doing the best food we ever did there. And uh, the company's kind of expanded, and now we have there. We've got Kofax is our coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prime Pizza is our new pizza spot. Golden State's the original sort of burger and craft beer place. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've just got a catering kitchen and commissary space to be able to start making more stuff in-house and be able to you know do bigger Catering orders for blood soaps, we can now do like giant weddings and things like that. Whereas now mm. they ask us, can you, you know, cater a 300 person wedding? 
And uh, it's like unless you're getting married at 3 o'clock on a Tuesday. Like on weekends, we make all the barbecue we can and we sell yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so having additional space for another smoker will let us do more stuff. Oh, cool. But also, I think probably a lot of people are, I would assume most people don't understand that barbecue hours are different than a normal kitchen. Barbecue hours are 24 hours a day. When yeah. you're doing briskets for 10 or 14 hours. We basically haven't turned our smoker off working. in two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, the, the, something is always <laughs> being smoked. Well, and the restaurant version of barbecue is different from like, you know, a barbecue stand in Texas where it's like, you know... There's like Snows is like was named the best barbecue in Texas a few years back, and it's like they're open one day a week for like two hours, huh, and right. it's like you can obsess and do one thing when you're open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Like it's a different beast, and that was a whole new thing to learn how to do and figure out how to operate, and we figured it out and it's been going really well. So did you ever like sleep at the restaurant? Uh, yeah, like twenty minute naps while you're waiting, like setting a timer for when I need to go back and like you know throw another log in and check the, the meat and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Check the smoker. Um, yeah. Dark times. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it was crazy. I'm glad I did it. So um, you, you would consider yourself to be a, a barbecue master or no? No. no I, I don't, I mean, I don't think I'm master. Purple anything. belt? Uh, I know that I am really good at making blood cells barbecue. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, good answer. Uh, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, look, if, I was hanging out at somebody's house and they had a smoker and a bunch of meat. I'm sure I could figure out how to make it taste really good. Um, but, you know, smokers are all different. The circumstances are all different. You kind of, you know, the more you work on the same equipment, I feel like the better you get because mm-hmm. they're all kind of different. The circumstances are different. I mean, mm-hmm. having a smoker under a hood as opposed to outside is like uh, a totally yeah. different process. It's kind of crazy. luckily in L.A., the weather too. You're not trying to smoke yep. outside in snow like you would be in Texas. I mean, weather still Sub-zero affects weather. you when you're inside. Like For sure. Humidity, all that stuff. But, you know, having, uh, you know, airflow changes when you're sucking air through. Yeah. So we, it's, it's actually kind of a crazy whole process. So it's all smoked indoors. Yeah. Oh, okay. At, because wow. we don't have any outdoor space at the. I didn't. Yeah, I, I actually don't. Whereas know Compton's are all work. outside. Yeah. So those. Because I've been to Compton's. Right, and yeah. those, the, you know, that's those are kind of dreams to work on. This one, you have to kind of learn how it operates in those circumstances. And I can't imagine. You have little smoker, ways and I things. I can't imagine something indoor doing, you know, like the the slow the slow smoking like you do for the brisket indoors. I can't imagine what that what that. Yeah, I mean, encompasses. there are there are tricks to it, and you start to figure it out, and you it's learn like engineer. Kind of, it's literally engineering mm-hmm. something really complicated mm-hmm. yeah and you sort of figure it out through trial and error um and we did <laughs> was there really good city codes involved or was it different I mean, yeah for sure like that's you know and that has to do with air quality things like yeah. that is all those sorts of things mm. uh luckily a lot of that stuff is above my pay grade my job is like make sure, the, make sure the food tastes <laughs> that's good right and if the food tastes good then i did my job <clears throat> uh, what's your ideal barbecue meal like when you're at blood Sows, what do you get for the, the full run with the sides and everything. I mean, for me, I have one bite of everything to make sure it tastes right. And if it tastes, tastes right, <laughs> then I go eat, you know, seafood and vegetables. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've been eating it right. every day for two and a half years. Okay. I can only eat somebody else's barbecue. That's my ideal barbecue is somebody else's. Yeah, okay. If, if somebody wanted to go in, someone who has not been there and they mm-hmm. want to go in there, what do you feel like is the best meal they can get for the representation? My of vote what is you do? brisket. 
Yeah, I mean, brisket's the bri- brisket is king in Texas barbecue. Oh. That is the most important thing to get. I think the chicken is a real sleeper there. The chicken is awesome. Because in L.A., people think that barbecue chicken means grilled chicken with barbecue yeah. sauce on it. Yeah. Right. And for us, we believe in serving our sauce on the side and letting the meat stand up on its own. And if you want sauce, feel free. But uh, the goal is to not need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think rib tips are awesome and underrated too. But oh, if, yeah. I mean, the think the way to go is you oh, go yeah. with a group of six people get and you order the tray and you get everything on the menu put in front of you and you go to town. If you want more of anything, you get more of that. But that's the way. Uh, brisket is yeah. I mean, brisket is the thing. Sure, collard greens are really good too. Do you mm. guys trim your own brisket when it comes in? No, we keep the full fat cap on. Yeah. Smart move. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna delicious. run down the line of your restaurants yeah. well, now. Sure. What was so what was your first restaurant gig then? You said that, uh, that was your first. First restaurant gig, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I mean, I like, bartended at Enoteca Drago in Beverly Hills for a while. Um, Very nice. I bartended at Beer Belly. I worked at Golden oh, yeah? State as a server. Okay. Um, where else have I worked? There's some other ones I'm forgetting, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm like one of those people where it's like you hate most jobs and quit them after like three months, and then restaurants are just like, oh yeah, this kind of makes more sense. Yeah, I like these yeah. people. I like this thing. It's like the like this. What's the old like Bourdain line about like uh, restaurants being a safe haven for misfits? Like it for sure. Like I like having free time on a Tuesday in the afternoon and being too busy on a Saturday to go do things. Mm. Going to Korea Town, getting drunk at four a.m. when the shift ends. Yeah, I've done that. And then having yeah. a camera crew follow you. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. All there, that's all there is to do when you're a chef in L.A. Yeah, you just is have you know, people film you while you go to Koreatown. Every day is a vice shoot. <laughs> you, you've been inundated with nothing but rich foods, from beer belly to bartending to the blood soaps and Yeah, you know, when are we going to get yeah. a little fucking salad bar? Yeah. Um, what's funny is, like, I, you know, I think I lead a pretty balanced life diet wise because like, he's a he's a good looking skinny man for the list yeah, yeah, yeah. seafood and veggies is he single are you um, single he is single oh uh, we have a uh, three lady listeners so if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you know it's um you know you want to have balance you want to feel good and do stuff and also like you want what you're not around all day so like mm-hmm. of yeah uh and also like you know, I feel like when I'm working, I'm sort of never really hungry or full. You're just kind of picking at things, checking on stuff, moving around, trying things. And then a lot of my job now is also restu- uh, recipe development, kind of coming up with ideas for new restaurants, working on new things. and uh, Just different kale salads, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But like when we opened Prime, it was like I got to spend a couple of days like trying to make a really nice chopped salad. And I was like, this is fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it sounds very fun. Yeah. It's just something different. Um, I love a chopped salad. It's a nice salad. chopped salad. I like our chopped salad. Sure. Let's talk about your chopped salad. You know, classic. Uh, you know, I th- I believe in the trap salad. I like having uh, equal parts acid and fat. You want to have more acid, especially next to like pizza. Mm-hmm. You want a high acidity salad to sort of cut all the fat and what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice little lemon shallot vinaigrette. Okay, Delicious. romaine lettuce. Uh, no, we do uh, kale, radicchio, and iceberg with some garbanzo beans, bell peppers. Uh, a little mozzarella in there. We were going to do salami at one point, but we just sort of ended up simplifying it down because we have a lot of vegetarian customers. It's mm-hmm. a uh, great trio of green leaves right there. Yeah, yeah that's good. good crunch. Actually, not, kale is really nice on a pizza. Green. It sounds like a shitty, bullshit L.A. thing, but no, kale crisps good. up really nicely on a pizza. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Hey, you're safe here, brother. Test kale. Have, kale. It's it's kale friendly. Test kale. kale. Delicious Come on, Nero, bro. I bet you get that a lot. I've got it a few times, yeah. Yeah. So Dinosaur Kale. Next next restaurant is the pizza place that we will talk about. Yeah, Koufax was first. 
Um, and that was well. The, we can go down the chronological then. Yeah, well, Golden State was the first one, and that sort of opened before me. Although I did wait tables there for a while. And that's like Burgers Craft Beer, that's a really nice little place. One of my favorite burgers. It's like it probably revolving. You know, my favorite burger is always changing. Depends sure. on a what neighborhood I'm living in. B what oh, what my tip is. No, because uh, I worked next door briefly at at the. You know, the non disclosure agreement place. Uh, no name. <laughs> and that was the first time I'd ever had it. I was like, holy hell. That's like, Golden State is very hey, solid. It's not your recipe. It's like one Amazing of my favorite dogs. burgers in oh, LA. Yeah. Let's be frank, dogs. Yeah. I think they're fantastic hot dogs. Probably. Yeah. Uh, pinks. Sorry, guys. You're terrible. <laughs> I've never set foot. I have no reason. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a pinks, Noah? I have. I think I've been there once. I don't even remember it. No. I'm sure it's not. Don't do it. Horrible. If you come to LA and you want a hot dog, go to Golden State. They're yeah. fantastic. Um, I kind of like carnies too. I prefer carnies to pink. I've been to carnies and farmer, yeah. Mm. Um, but, what about uh, an okie dog? I haven't actually had an okie dog. I make dogs at the crib. Okie dog is wild. That's like wrapped in a tortilla, right? And there's like a yeah. bunch yeah. of stuff inside. It's, it's insane. It's it's good, but it's like you feel multiple, you feel strange eating it. I've had multiple like older punk rock Canadians come to visit me that I've That's worked a, with in the past, and they always want to go to okie dog for a t-shirt. Back it's, in the day, one of my infamous. odd jobs was I was a video game tester for Activision. Um, I'm listening. There were some. <laughs> there were a lot of people who worked there who were not the healthiest. Uh, video game folk? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> like how many 64 ounce Mountain Dews does it take yeah, to yeah. get through a shift? Code red. Um, and one of the very popular items that they would get and bring back to eat for lunch was a chili cheese fry burrito. Oh fuck! Um, we're all gonna die. From where? I don't remember. Del Taco? Cheese fried burrito. It was somewhere in like that Ocean Park kind of complex where all those businesses are. There's like Activision's down there. So there was yeah, some, sure uh, like a food truck or something yeah, yeah, that used yeah. to go down there. But uh, video game whenever pressing. they do overtime, when they had like a big push for a new you know game to get released, they would bring in food and everyone would get paid. You know, get here's like you know overtime and we're gonna like supply lunch and dinner. Keep keep playing, fatties. Yeah, and so I will say this is not an exaggeration. The day that. Uh, they did Roscoe's chicken and waffles as the staff meal. Uh, the sewage system like stopped functioning. <laughs> like, that's not even a joke. That's phenomenal. Like, yeah. The day Activision yeah. stopped, yeah. I would have just quit. <laughs> I did eventually quit. I would have just quit. I, I, um, you can't quit a sweet but yeah, like job the, like that. Like the yeah. men's room at Activision in like the video game tester basement Ooh. is like a hall oh, of horrors. <laughs> oh. Brutality. Man. Yeah. Or should I say babality? <laughs> oh. There you go. There you go. Yeah, video game testing. How'd you get into that? Um, I don't remember. I had, a, I think, a friend who was going in for an interview and. Uh, He's like, you can be stoned at this job. For more people. Like, so great. I, yeah, I mean, I, was, I think I was like 21, 22. And you're like, like, me that. play video games. Uh, <laughs> do you want to play video games for money? Um, yes, I do. It's a pretty weird job. Because uh, it's not like you're just sitting around and just noodling. It's like there's very specific stuff right. you're doing for the most part. Trying to break code um, and find flaws. And- yeah, and like, you know, like some guy would be like, you're on map holes. Like, walk over every single, like, pixel of the game and see if you fall through the floor anywhere. Uh, that's what I figured. That's mm. what I figured that was right. like, just really banal. But you get paid, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you get to wear the headset? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm in. And Did instead you have of, Aaron like, chairs? health benefits, you get pizza. <laughs> You have health deficits instead of benefits? Yes. 
uh, <clears throat> you sit in the basement drinking Mountain Dew all day. It's mm. a pretty big health episode. I've known a few testers, and what's amazing to me is that they'll play different video games when they go home. <laughs> They'll be like, I can't play the game I'm testing anymore. Oh, no way. It's like, I did play World of Warcraft for eight hours last night after I got home. That was pretty good. I kind of had to retire from playing video games a few years back. It's just like... Yeah, me too. I, I don't touch <laughs> I just have too much shit that I want to do. You got too like, busy. I got to this, like, that point in your life where you're sitting there and you're like... It's like 2036 in your NBA franchise mode, and you're working on like the mid-range jump shot of your second-round prospect. You're Dude. like, here's something I should be doing. Man. Anything else in the world? How about that? I love basketball. His ears so just much, perked up, but I, I can <laughs> never. Stu just got real excited. Uh-uh. I, yeah. I don't. Play, I never understood making myself in a in a basketball video game because. Well, I was a general manager. Okay, so more realistic. Cool. So yeah. I would just rather. I always wanted to play the teams that was really the existed. I wanted yeah. to, yeah. Oh, so, uh, so, so you were in deep. Bad. Yeah, I went deep. I kind of, that's a general thing with me is like, I either care way too much or not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which you can taste in the barbecue. Yeah, you switch it up. Much. You drop the games, you picked up a, uh, a mop. Yes. Uh, we don't mop oh. our, it's Texas barbecue, so it's a, it's a dry rub. Yeah. But come on, guys. Work. It's, a, it's a play on come words. On, come on, come on. You picked up a. Oh, yeah. Dishwasher. Yeah, uh, right. picked up a, yeah, yeah, up a brisket uh, stick. Put down a play pad and pick up some dry <laughs> All right, um, All right yeah. let's let's talk about Kofax. Sure. Oh god, the um, burrito. Well, Kofax, we recently uh, just hired this amazing pastry chef, Nicole Rucker, who was at uh, Jelena Justa Jelena Takeaway and ran all their pastry stuff, and just is. And that's been incredible. in the news a bit. It has because yeah. she was she was a little bit of a controversy. Uh, was it controversy? Why? Yeah, I'm controversy. There, there's, there's like a lot of rumors saying like because yeah. she left and everyone she was beloved over also, there. Also, I love these like rumors yeah. of like is she leaving? And then like if you would like check their Instagram, you would have seen like like weeks of photos of like me and like the owners of Golden State all like hanging out together yeah. at Golden State, like <laughs> going on a trip together, like eating a bunch of food in the South. We did this amazing research. Her trip. upper deck really? in the uh, toilet at Jelena. <laughs> yes. exactly. like, I don't think she's going to stay there. Uh, <laughs> also, like feel free to like shoot her an email and ask her. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. No, but exciting. I mean, amazing. Yeah, it's she's incredible. So she, we, she's now making these awesome donuts there. Um, doing you know cookies and we have a lot of new stuff. I mean, she's going to be making pies for um, for blood so oh, kind of just oh, stepping yeah. up. But she's a blue ribbon pie winner. Like if she enters the pie competition, like she just wins it. It's pretty crazy. Like literally, she <laughs> she's grandfather. She just huh? Won. No shit. Heavy. She just wins. Things. What's her signature it's like pie? World of Warcraft. Um, I really <laughs> like her buttermilk pie a lot. That thing is amazing. I love a buttermilk pie. That's a classic southern thing. Mm. She's doing a chocolate chess pie at uh, Blood Sows right now. That's really good. What is that? Chocolate chess? Like yeah. a chess board thingy? Uh, I forget. There's a lot of like... Is it chessmen cookies? Because those are my favorite. No, there's like different urban myths about why it's called a chocolate chess pie. Or just chess pies in general. Um, is it so chess or chess to? Chess. Okay. But there's the people who chest, say that's a... that it has to do with being like an ice chest thing. Get the word got changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're so good really they delicious... turn you into the pawns of, of the creator <laughs> of the pie. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that fell flat. All right. What else you got? Nothing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, she's doing this great stuff over there. When we opened... Um, they wanted me to add something to the menu. We don't have. A, we didn't have a hood there when we first opened. There. We're installing one now, so you have sort of very limited options of what you can cook there. You and, had a foreman. Uh, 
What's that? Yeah, George Foreman. That's about it. Uh, well, it has to all be basically electric. Induction, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, an induction burner and stuff like that. So we um, we had one point at Bloods was during football season messed around with making breakfast tacos for like the 10 to 12 early games. Ah. And one of the things that I discovered is that when you have a really delicious, awesome seasoned smoker and you put potatoes and tomatillos in it, they become great. So um, we sort of figured out that if you do like a like a smoked potato hash for a breakfast burrito, it's pretty awesome. Basically did a bunch of research eating breakfast burritos all around LA, and I figured out like two main truths about breakfast burritos. One Drum is roll. even bad ones are pretty good. Yeah, yeah sure. It's true. <laughs> like pizza? <laughs> yeah. Really true. Yeah. I mean, eggs and hot sauce and cheese and, and put and, in a tortilla. And hand jobs? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm a fan I, of the old-fashioned, I'm going to be honest. Budget. <laughs> yeah, I would say that I've, I'd rather have a bad breakfast burrito than a bad hand job. Hey. Agreed. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Secret number two. Uh, everybody kind of overcooks the eggs. Mm. Yeah, totally. And yeah, so that was a big thing for us. Because yeah. usually you're working with these like, incredibly hot flat top, and they just throw eggs on. They like get browned, and they get kind of sure. dry. Um so yeah, so basically it's uh, you can get either a veggie or a chorizo version, um, and it's basically a potato hash fried up with either chorizo or not chorizo, with smoked tomatillos, smoked potatoes, bell peppers, onions, fry it up with some eggs, keep the eggs nice and soft, put in a tortilla with cheese, freshly crunched up fried uh, tortilla chips, pico de gallo, roll the whole thing up and grill it, serve it with like a spicy red Chili de Arbol salsa and a smoky green tomatillo salsa. Mm-hmm. And uh, so is that regularly on the menu now? It's, oh, dude. yeah, that's yes. that is I've pretty much until so we got Nicole in. That was the only thing on the menu, and it's been it's. I didn't know that you could have like a cult breakfast burrito, but uh, we got kind of crazy amounts of press for it. We have like mm-hmm. thirty minute waits for a burrito on weekends. Holy dude, shit! Yeah, um, yeah, uh-huh. it's been pretty nuts. Those, those I really crunch. like the chips in there, man. Oh, the chips! Yeah. Are great. That really makes it happen. The chips for me. taste smoked. Well, because also when you smoke potatoes, they get kind of soft, um, so you can't get that crispy like mm. hash thing that you would get ordinarily. Um, so it was a nice way to sneak crunch That's in. Smart. There. You yeah. uh, you put potato cracklins on there. Potato cracklins, uh, <laughs> which corn, is just corn a chip. cracklins. Corn cracklins. Mm. Yeah. No, but that's like it's that's like the secret of all that Viet- all the great Vietnamese texture is crispy shallots. Yeah. yeah, or crispy shallots on literally anything, and it makes anything. It, mm-hmm. It's it's, anything it's never unwelcomed. Yeah, oh, that's great. And you guys also are a coffee shop. Yeah, and <laughs> we also sell coffee. Uh, <laughs> Stump <laughs> town. Uh, Stumpton. Yeah. So you guys are yeah. like, let's open a coffee shop, and you're like, now we are a breakfast burrito, blue ribbon pie place that also the, the, you can get an espresso at. Yeah, the donuts are. Really good. It's the, like the, like the Avengers of breakfast. Donuts. Do you guys do like regular donuts, or do you guys do like Instagram, Tumblr friendly, cute, weird donuts? Uh, Instagram friendly is just is up to up to the people, man. <laughs> okay. We just make donuts. But like, there's like California Donuts, for instance, is like a old old fashioned donut place, and then they just recently started making like very like special crazy donuts, and now uh, they have a line. Around the corner. Good for them. Uh, good for them, but like it's, but like, but they're not good. It's like here's oh, well. a donut with like ser- different cereals on it, or like we made a panda's face out of Oreo cookies. And, Got it. But it's still uh, like a regular mm. dumb donut. Nicole's donuts uh, happen to look great and also taste really good, but uh, but I'm I'm sure they're not like novelty donuts. 
No, I don't think so. Novelty is a funny word to me. You ever notice that there's a novelty ice cream section at supermarkets? No. That's what like uh, like ice cream bars are novelty ice cream. Oh, yes. Mm. Like the frozen Snicker thingies and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, and like, uh, like strawberry shortcake. And, yeah, exactly. Which are my favorite. Oh, What's your favorite? A drumstick. A drummy. I love a drum. Uh, drummy's yeah. great. But I'm also just a plain vanilla scoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scoop me up. I love so them boy, all. what are some of her donuts that she does? Uh, my favorite is the raised honey salt donut, which is a yeast donut. I kind of tend to prefer yeasted donuts over like cake donuts. Sure. Yeah. But the cake ones are good too. Um, uh, there's been doing a we got a bunch of lemons in from some lady who was growing awesome lemons. We made really nice lemon pistachio donuts. Uh, you know, you have you know, mm. chocolate sprinkles. You know, uh, mm. spiced crumb. Uh, sort your, of your classic. Yeah. Normal lemon pistachio <laughs> donut. Just you know, what see you that see sounds everywhere. that sounds like exactly the donut I want to eat. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a distinguished adult donut, but got, that a kid would eat. I've got great news for you, man. We trade it for money almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did you guys get her over at Kofax from Jelena? Uh, I don't totally know the whole story. James uh, is kind of. Uh, Let's get him on the phone. He likes to work in, in sort of sometimes mysterious ways where he just sort of will show up with someone and go, hey, no, this is Nicole. And I go, oh, nice to meet you. And then she'll walk by with him and walk around and I won't know what's Did going on. Did she have out. a black eye? Uh, no. <laughs> um, smell of chloroform or No limp or anything. She was, she was all good? No, I mean, I think he was probably just going as a fan and a customer and sort of talking to her. And yeah, I don't know. I'm glad it worked out, though. No potato sack on her head when she came in. Nah. Uh, right. No. How when, much are you paying her, though? Is- <laughs> <laughs> Me personally? <laughs> Uh, trading her brisket in exchange for teaching That's me right. how to make biscuits. It's a pure good business. Her biscuits business. are nuts. Oh, word. Yeah. yeah. I can now make pretty darn good biscuits. Oh, brisk yeah. For, brisk for bisque. Um, yeah, I've been really – we did this research trip through like uh, mostly Charleston, a little bit of time in Atlanta, um, just eating a bunch of food together, me, Nicole, James, and Nicole's husband, uh, Blaine. And uh, yeah, pimento cheese and biscuits is like – the best thing. Also, I really am in love with fried pork chops right now. Yeah, uh, right on. Because it's like LA kind of, if you do a fried pork chop, it's like a big, thick, like two inch pork chop and it's brined and it's those things. You go to like these. Half like, an apple on there. And- right. And that's great. But mm-hmm. I love going to these places in the South where it's just like a, like a thin, pounded out, like right. chicken fried pork steak mm-hmm. with like, you know, uh, like butter beans on the side and like a scoop of mac and cheese. And it's like. Mm, it's also awesome. very like Mandarin Chinese style too, where they yeah. always when they fry pork chops, it's always like a half inch pork chop. Mm-hmm. It's thin, it cooks quick, and like it comes that. out still really tender. Yeah, yeah. Fried pork chop, stuff. top of the list. Mm-hmm. Pork are you chop, guys fried rice? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, are you a, a pimento cheese master now? Uh, are you, you really like it? to add the word master to things? <laughs> like, Jeez, have uh, you dominated the pimento cheese game? <laughs> I know. I kind of just, you know, I believe in, you know, obsessing over things, caring about them, trying to get better at them all the time. I kind of believe that, you know, restaurants are one of those things that's like, there's no staying the same. You're either getting better or getting worse. And every day, like, you know, your pizza and your brisket are either slightly better than they were earlier or they're slightly worse. Mm-hmm. And it ebbs and flows. And that's kind of the constant thing with restaurants is like, it's sort of, you know, it's like a, the, my, as you get older, you kind of realize that process matters more than outcome. Um, like when you're a younger person, you sort of believe that uh, you are who you're going to become later. Like I am Ernest Hemingway. I am an actor. I'm an astronaut. Whatever it is, you sort of – you are what you think you're going to be down the line. And as you get older, 
you realize that you are what you do every day. That the yeah. like the stats are in. Like you have a sample <laughs> size now. Uh, like you're a douchebag. Like whatever it is. Like <laughs> like you're not like a douchebag until you become successful. and Then you're a nice guy all of a sudden. Like you. you is know. this the journey, not the destination? Uh, or different? Yeah, sort of. Somewhat. Uh, yeah. Are no, you in saying general, more about like? Your process creates you, as um, opposed to... Well, like, look, even when you... Or for me, I don't know why I'm saying you. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely a douchebag, so... Uh, I, well, I that was right. that was directed that right was over here to the left. I'll confirm that. Um, uh, so, you know, you work really hard to try to get to a certain outcome, and you sort of hope that that will fix all the problems that led you to getting there. And then, if you're lucky, it goes well. Probably it won't, because that's how the universe works. Um, and then if it goes well, like, you worked on this thing for two years, and now you're happy for, like, a day and a half, and then you go, fuck, now what do I do? Right. Um, and if you're stressed and miserable the whole time doing that process, then you are living a life of stress and misery. Sure. And if you get up and enjoy going to work every day, then that's what your life is, and the outcome is whatever it is. Uh, you know, the sh- shitty things last a little longer than the nice things. Um, but that's, I don't know, kind of hopefully how growing up goes. And you do enjoy it and, and love yeah. what you do. I, yeah, I, I really, I get more depressed on my days off than I do on days that I work. Yeah. I really? You, you'd oh, be nuts ex- if you kept doing it, if you didn't love it, like the hours yeah. you put in. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's the same. Or quit be... almost every job I've had after three months until working with these guys. Cause like, it's the first job that I really like doing. Um, and I was broke for a long time, but you work really hard at the stuff you care about, and you know, hopefully, eventually, it turns into work. It's like the you know the old Joseph Campbell, uh, you know, hero's journey. Yeah, or or the never work a day follow in your, your life if you do follow your bliss you and or, money will follow. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, sure. Skywalker, I get it. Sure. Yoda, the whole thing. Yeah, um, I think yeah, that was great. That was a you know, and I think again. Seeing that passion and hearing you say just that, it, it, it comes through in the food. Oh, good. So I, I, it makes absolute sense. Um, after going through all of what you have gone through opening restaurants, are there any types of restaurants that you would never want to open? Yeah. <laughs> Kale uh, salad place. Well, no. For me, it kind of gets into like what food do I not want to ruin for myself? Mm. Um, like uh, – I grew up, my mom said the family was Italian, so I grew up, like, cooking a lot of Italian food. Um, and, you know, while I love places like, uh, like Angelini Osteria is, like, my favorite Italian place in L.A., I love that place. Um, what's sort of missing to me in a lot of L.A. is the old-school sort of Italian place where you can go in and have, like, a good plate of pasta and a glass of wine, be out for 20 bucks and be full. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's, like, Pucu Italian food in L.A. is sort yeah. of either... <laughs> Like, very high-end or not that great. And I'm sure there's places people will say that are right. great that I missed out on. But So that kind of a place, like, I would love to have exist. Mm-hmm. I've thought about opening it, and I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about it and working on ideas and talking to people about it. And at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know if I want to work 100 hours a week, 140 hours a week, to open a place where the entire business model is based around not making that much money. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I will say, though, Fully Arrows in Highland Park. Hits that sweet spot for me. It's close, mm. and, I, and I think it's. A, I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but it's that is like the the lower price point Italian food that is very very low good. price point, and you yeah you eat so there and you're good. like mm. like it's it's as it's exactly how good you want it to be 
And it's super cheap. It's the neighborhood joint you're describing that has like the nine dollar plate of pasta that's better than most that you'll eat. But then my friends have found a place similar to that, but it's just my apartment. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I I like to say that my my grandest aspiration in life is to become an old Italian woman. Yeah. I basically like my dream day off. Halloween. Yeah. As I wake up in the morning, ideally exercise, write for a couple hours. Go shopping, go to like Lou's wine shop, tell him what I want to cook today. He'll pick out some nice wines. Go shopping, grab some stuff, go home, start like a slow meat sauce, hand roll pasta, have a glass of wine, take a nap, wake up later, finish cooking. Your friends come over and you eat and drink until like two or three in the morning. And like that's, you know. That's what you want to do every day. Do we just become oh, best friends right now? <laughs> on, my, on my, like on a, on a day off, yeah. like I have a real day off. Yeah. Like, I'm doing that. Oh, that uh, sounds. Super ideal. Those are the best. I haven't done yeah. that in a long time. It it's great. Nice. Yeah, it's like a good it a days. Shit, Lou. So have you have you done that with Lou? Oh yeah, I talked to Lou. I, yeah, I like to give Lou challenges. I like to walk in and be like, <laughs> "All right, uh, what if I just well, I'm just going to be like alone and depressed and reading this out also rises tonight? What Ryan would you recommend?" And I'd be like, "Oh well," this- he'd be like, "Depression wine, right this way." That's yeah. That's that's, my, that's his wheelhouse. Turn. Yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah. I'm fighting that's a kangaroo later yeah. tonight and cooking it. So yeah, what's a good victory wine? Lou's great. I, I actually live just a block down from Lou. Oh, nice. And so I go in there a lot. He's and they've started their tastings there mm-hmm. now in the last couple of months, which oh, really? is a lot of fun too. He'll do some cool stuff with uh, Chris over at Nightmark, and they'll yeah. do fun little pairings and stuff. So now, now that you have been involved in restaurant. Ownership and management, everything like that. Ownership implies that I have a lot more money than I do, and I'm not an owner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, managing partner, uh, what would be your title be, uh, or just? I don't know. I always just say like general food guy for the company. I'm not great at like titles and things yeah. like that. Yeah. My we dad get, always says, that. "My dad's like, you need business cards. Just say like executive chef." And I was like, "The oh, wolf." That sounds like You're what a wolf. lot of like <laughs> send in the wolf. Well, to me, like executive chef implies that like you like. Worked up the chain like you right. worked in real restaurants as a chef. Oh yeah, and it's like a different thing. It's like That's I'm, tough. I don't know. I'm a like a white kid from Santa Monica who learned how to make barbecue and like didn't mm. ruin it. Half Jewish, learn how to make. It's like uh, it's like wearing a black belt when you didn't go up the chain and earn all the other colors. Yeah, you got it. You're all about black belts and no, master titles. Just mostly was today. Belt was me. Just today. <laughs> the chef name is... I did a kickboxing class. I, yeah, it's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, at a certain point, though, it's like it's just an Well, you should pick some title. Nah, he's here. All-around food know? guy? Yeah, I don't know. I... I, I empathize completely. Like, it <laughs> they haven't really fired matter. me Dick yet, champion? so whatever it's doing is working. Yeah. Uh, um, well, now that you have been around the business side of restaurants and seeing the the good and the bad are there a lot of like business ideas that you had where you realize like oh my god that this is my favorite idea i would love to do this but it really just is a bad business idea uh like does that it is like i mean there's certain you know concepts that just don't make sense i think there's mistakes people make when they're going into the (laughs) restaurant business and trying to open places Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I because I used to do food writing for a long time. I wrote for LA Weekly and a little bit for LA Magazine, things like that. Um, and you know, you sort of can start to be like, oh, like that place is going to be closed. Like that's not going to make it. And you, <laughs> you know, it's like you right. there's some bad decisions out there. Um, so that you know, I think some things people do wrong is they have a concept that's like this is what I want to do. This is it. I'm so excited, and they're looking for a space, and they just like 
grab the space that kind of makes sense. They shoehorn the concept that doesn't really work in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and so those kinds of mistakes are things people make. Luckily for me, we have a lot of really smart people who are a lot smarter than me in those areas. And so like we can kind of bounce around ideas and I can sort of try to figure out the best way to make the food really good and have ideas about how to make the restaurant run in cool ways. And like our sort of general, you know, idea if we're going to open a place is like you want to open places that we think should exist. Like you should be able to eat blood sauce barbecue and watch a game drinking beer at the same time. Yes. Um, that sounds nice. You should be able to get a decent slice of New York pizza on Fairfax. Um, and yeah, so that kind of stuff is like stuff that I get excited about. And so like, fill that's, the gaps. Yeah, places that I want to go to. And now, of course, you open them and now I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> uh, it's not like I want to watch a game. It's like, like where, do, where would you go eat food in L.A. to watch a game? Like, are there any sports bars you would go eat at if you weren't there to watch a game? No, I go to the OB Bear. No, I specifically go uh, yeah. watch. Big that's not really a that's great not a sports game bar, though. Place. I wouldn't say it's the best, but as far as like that's if you get the wrong table, you can't see the game. This is true. That's true. This is true. My favorite places to see a game are places that just happen to have TVs that are so not sports bars. Right. Otherwise, I just watch it at my house. Yeah, but that is it, true. But if you have it all, have if you have it all there. Yeah, I mean, like you're, you're, you're happy as a pig in shit. Yeah. But now it's like I wanted to go, you know, watch a game, like maybe a playoff game, and it's like, oh, Bloodsoes would be great if I wanted to eat anything there. And uh, also, like when I walk in, you just end up working. Exactly. Yeah, you get <laughs> yeah. the shakes. Yeah, you can't sit there. You're Stuff like scanning the room. Uh, what do you do for vacation? Uh, last year, I broke my leg for my vacation. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Um, yeah. I'm like way too good at basketball, <laughs> so it seemed mm-hmm. only fair. Just dunking. Uh, yeah, just, so it was just a bas- basketball. Three sixty tomahawks are off yeah. the list for a, like, just, at least a year. You know, I broke my leg dominating. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, the only way to do it, brother. Classic me. Uh, <laughs> no, basketball is the one thing that I love doing that I'm bad at. Yeah, me too. I just love it, and it's I'm so not that good. I figured out like how to like put me on a team with like if I'm shooting a lot, our team is horrible. <laughs> if I'm just like a white guy in off the fifties, like setting screens, yeah. you know, getting box outs, uh, playing you know. hard D for no reason, yeah, but just, yeah. because just ham and egging it, doing the hard stuff, mm-hmm. showing yeah. up every day, setting the screen. And also, usually people like who they pick up ball love shooting. So yeah. if everyone loves shooting and I can kind of pull back from that, then that means yeah. that our team is a little more balanced and you know it works yeah. out well. You like being the supporting actor. I like winning. You know your role. Exactly. You want to win. Daddy yeah. wants to win. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got to fall like in line to win. I'll, whatever it takes to get the dub. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get the dub, mm-hmm. even if it means breaking that leg of yours, Noah. I've joked about like how cool it would be to like – because <clears throat> there's like really competitive like and like basketball leagues in LA, and I've been in some of them. Yeah. Like the lower level stuff, and as you get to the high levels, it gets like guys who like played college ball. It's like, all right, could I be like the twelfth man on like a top level championship team? Could I just be like the bench warmer yeah. on one of those teams? Yeah, and hopefully never have to play minutes. Like, could I earn my way into one of those spots? You can <laughs> with barbecue post broken leg. You, you can just win. you can you can do the team snack. And yeah. you will be the 12th man, I guarantee Game snack. Yeah. It's kind of like a step up from the water boy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, we've got this guy. He's a big fan of orange wedges. We also have Noah, who's bringing some brisket and a little <laughs> bit of rib If I could just be someone on the team's yeah. mom, I feel like yeah. then yeah, that's I'm in. Fine. I can bring, Italian I can grandma. bring the orange slices. Yeah, exactly. Um, so are you going to take a vacation this year? Uh, I am, actually, for the first time in a while. Um, what are you going to do? Because my... you earned it, you son of a bitch. 
my mom has a family friend who owns a house in Martha's Vineyard that he's about to sell, and he's like, I'm going to sell it. Um, nice. If you have one last ride, so just I've never is this the movie? I've never been to <laughs> burn to <laughs> the ground. But it was funny. My, so I'm going for like a week and seeing my family, my brother, and all this stuff. And my mom was like, I "Haven't seen, haven't had your homemade pasta in a long time." And I was like, "Oh, make us homemade pasta in Martha's Vineyard." And I was like, "That's the waspiest thing I've ever said in my life." <laughs> <laughs> You're you, so you want to be the happen. barefoot Contessa? Yeah, sounds you are, great. You are the barefoot Contessa. I mean, I think we all agree on that. <laughs> what, is, what is your uh, slam dunk homemade pasta? Um, I, I got really obsessive over like um, fresh semolina pastas without using a pasta machine. Yeah. Like kind of hand rolling, all just sort of done by hand. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of just do like semolina and water basically. Um, yeah. Sometimes I'll cut a little double loaf. I want to make like borichette, stuff like that. But like uh, I get really into these things called maleratus, which is like a Sardinian pasta. And you basically like roll it into a like a thin little log, cut them up into little small pieces, and roll it with your thumb off like the back of a cheese grater. So they get these little indentations, oh. and that with like a nice little meat sauce is great. They're kind of like chewier and a little like heavier, and mm-hmm. they're just kind of fun. Wow! So you're really yeah, you're not you're not going the easy route of fettuccine or uh, I don't know. There's ways I think those spaghetti. are harder. Yeah, Some of the pastas are pretty durable. I don't have like the dough gene in the way that a lot of like people in my family like my mom can like work dough really well. Nicole told me I have hot hands. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's so semolina pasta is... Unless you're in a dice like game. Nah. <laughs> dice like, game, that's good. Click, yeah, clack. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love. I, don't know, I just love obsessing over those kinds of things and figuring out, you know, just kind of... Yeah, going deep. That's I, went, great. I went really deep on homemade ramen for a while. That's kind of a fun Ooh. one. Mm-hmm. Like you, know, you had to make like alkaline noodles and stuff like that. So do you... Where it's like you cook for three days straight and yeah, eat for where you're 20 boiling minutes. Pork so <laughs> even, even, <laughs> though, even though right now you are working full time, like are you wor- like at home? Mm-hmm. Like do you have a pot of something on the stove right now c- cooking? Right now, no. <laughs> um, but usually, if I have some time off, I will. I'm usually working from home on some other stuff I'm doing, and then I will like. Slow cook like a, or make like a big pot of like a healthy vegetable soup that I can sort of eat yeah. throughout the week. He sells mm-hmm. weed from the house, by the way. That's what <laughs> about. Yeah, I remember the first and only time I had your food. It was you made like a pork, like a Mexican pork. Oh, was that at Lucas's uh, ting- place? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did a big like. Oh, was it a tinga? I, got, I think we did a tinga that day. I got, it was really good. I get a little. Yeah, I get. I go down like rabbit holes and I go, okay, like. You know, I got really into Mexican cooking. Like one of my heroes is this lady, Diana Kennedy, who's this like legendary Mexican cookbook author. Mm-hmm. She's a 92-year-old British lady um, wow. who uh, she um, – Famous for their Mexican food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Big Oaxacan contingency. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she ended up marrying a guy who was the foreign correspondent for the New York Times. He got stationed in Mexico. They moved down there. She sort of fell in love with the food, learned how to cook from all these amazing people. And then uh, her husband died of cancer. Um, and then uh, she ended but up... But lived. Lo so siento. it's not a bummer. <laughs> yeah. But then lived, too. Um, <laughs> he died. Yeah. Um, and then the then editor of the New York Times talked her into writing a cookbook. It was kind of a big hit. She moved to Michoacan and just has been living Whoa. the rest of her life, driving around in a pickup truck, just like writing cookbooks and learning from people. And now she's really big in uh, like... Um, preserving uh, endangered ingredients that are like getting screwed over by deforestation. So she's oh. like building greenhouses and preserving things that are going. What? Oh, wow. Holy shit. So yeah, she's, she's a badass. That's impressive. Have you met her? Uh, yes. I met her once and I interviewed her once, which was cool. Oh, um, 
Yeah. Does she's, she have an Xbox? Does she? She's not a gamer. Uh, I don't. Uh, can you get her on this like podcast? <clears throat> yeah. Get her on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> that was just kidding. All right. But Sorry. I mean, if you can, that'd be cool. <laughs> sure. Um, do you have any plans on moving outside of LA in the restaurant world? Uh, like me personally moving? To no, like else? Uh, like you starting a restaurant in a different part uh, of the. We actually America. are doing that. Oh. Uh, I don't. Yeah, Podcast I'm assuming exclusive. it's not a secret. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to uh, we're helping to open a Bloodsos in Melbourne. Oh wow! Whoa! Oh, oh that. shit! That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, Good day, mate. These we'll guys trip on the barbie. <laughs> these guys reached out to us and they were big fans of the barbecue and I guess it's like one of the biggest casinos in the world. It's like bigger than the biggest casino in Vegas. It's really? massive. There's like a Nobu and a Fat Duck there. There's a KFC. It's close to wow, it's closer to China than the Yeah, Nobu States, KFC, right? same sector. Wow. Yeah. Lineage. We get the yeah, whole and I guess we fit in the middle there somewhere. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so they're sending guys out to so us to So basically that's what you were just saying barbecue. equals wow. dinero. Uh not for me. Uh, <laughs> Other uh, people may be getting money for this. Yeah, I get to go to Australia for a couple of weeks. Do you and live get in a casino. comped at the buffet when you uh, go to the casino? Probably, All right, well, I would think. That's amazing. Uh, that's a pretty sweet deal. So when is that going to happen? Um, I think they're targeting opening in mid-November. So pretty soon. So I'm probably going to, yeah, fly down there at So you're going to go down, get them started, show them how to do all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, they're going to come. They're going to fly their guys out to us for like about a, like for a while. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly how long. They're going to you. And we'll work with them and teach them how to do it. And then, you know, for me, I'm going to go there. The main thing will be kind of um, getting the feel for their smokers and figuring out what the oh, problems yeah. are with their, you know. And their wood. Yeah, the wood's a big thing too, so we've been talking about that. And kind of figuring out how to get them started to make sure that they're doing the it right. The smoke air flushes the opposite direction down there. Wow. Yes. Just to <laughs> let you know. Exactly. Wow. The, the but I think it's pretty amazing. cool to be able to have a business card that says Blood Toast Barbecue, uh, Compton, Hollywood, Melbourne. That's amazing. <laughs> pretty good. See, now that that is finally enough to get you a business card yeah. with, with the proper, uh, it'll make your parents proud. That's Probably not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, no. I think they're, they they like me fine. Of course, how can they not be? Um, no, they're, they're. Have you been to Australia before? I've not. Big basketball fan. It's a treat, man. Oh, yeah, massive. And all, you're going to the best city in Australia. All the Aussie friends he has in the, the DJ world like, that I've met through them, like, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, am I talk to this every Australian about? guy I know Whoa. is a I'll huge. Myself, that's I'll why. Get myself a Dante Essen jersey. <laughs> that's all. That's how I befriend all the I get Aussie it. bros. It's I like, get it. I just talk. Basketball with a oh mate, come on over. Just, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Sweet. That's my end. Congratulations. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't do anything. They tell me to go. Come and I, on. You made the barbecue taste good. I'm going good. back to it. Send in the wolf. The wolf's going. <laughs> yeah, you're the wolf. Yeah. Have a cute Dan in there. I don't. Know, I feel like Bring my job is kind of like the like the. It's like a Swiss Army knife of a position. It's like you know, some days you're in the I'm, sweet spot. I would say I'm managing front of house here and there. Sometimes I'm making pizzas. Sometimes yeah. I'm making barbecue. Sometimes I'm just home developing recipes. Uh, that's I'm that's dope. Blunts with rappers. I mean, yeah. it all can happen. Sometimes you smoke blunts with Freddie Gibbs. It happens. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs. That's amazing. Well, you you have done some like TV personality YouTube kind of stuff before. Yeah, we're actually still going strong. I'm still I, doing that. Have a, there's a YouTube show I got hired for a few years back. We've done like 350 episodes now. Yeah, I'm still going strong. Um, yeah, I don't understand how it works. Uh, I show up, 
And uh, it's like most of my stuff now. I show up, and then people keep not firing me, so I keep showing up. <laughs> I'm jealous. That's where I want to be at. What What did you th- do? You have an acting background or a screen background, or was uh, the YouTube stuff the first kind of foray? That's the first really on camera stuff. I and mean, I'd yeah. done like you know plays in high school, but sure. that doesn't really count. Um, and yeah, literally, did you like, find it fun right off the bat, or was it awkward? Uh, it felt like a really easy job. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's fun. Like it's, but like when you consider like that, they're paying you money to like stand in front of a green screen and talk. Yeah, it's like I've worked you know twenty hour shifts on my feet, like busting ass, running around. It's oh. like yeah, talk for two and a half hours. Yeah. It's like all right, yeah, that's pretty good. That's great. Um, yeah, I got that job because uh, a casting agent messaged me on Facebook, who I didn't know, asking me to audition. Wow. And I did, and it took a while, and then eventually they. What well, I mean, would I have brought the, them to your Facebook? I think what happened, I think that at the time I was still doing food writing and he was a really hot pick. gotten like a big... Yeah. Uh, Were you doing like an eight-pack, like six-pack flex pick? <laughs> Were you just like doing pull-ups on your Facebook? Was that the first picture that showed up? Yeah, that's what you want in a food host is a six-pack. <laughs> um, no, they, I guess they'd gotten... The Google had sort of given out contracts to production companies to make premium content YouTube channels and they'd made like a food channel and they didn't really have they were making content but they didn't have a bunch of like people who really knew a ton about food right. uh, they're sort of like fun ideas and things like that and they were doing some cool shows um, and I think they just started like googling food writers in LA and being mm-hmm. like who knows about food and uh, they had me come in and uh, yeah it worked sweet yeah I'll take it what's the, uh, what's the what's your favorite episode that you've done um, I really like the cooking segments a lot. Those are my favorites. I and mean, the show typically is – the basic way the show works is um, I talk about some new fast food thing and occasionally eat it on the show and say that it's awful and that McDonald's gives you AIDS. And then uh, <laughs> people write that's in true. That's on the comment section to tell me that I'm an elitist douchebag. And that's pretty much the cycle. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No offense, but that sounds great. But yeah. right, what's, what's worse, YouTube comments or Yelp comments? Oh, uh, God. YouTube comments. Well, I don't, I don't know, man. Comments. Exactly. Yeah, YouTube, comments, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. YouTube comments are worse, but they don't sting quite There was as a guy well. who wrote... Uh, I haven't read the comments in a long time. Or yeah, so, good, good for you. Um, Stay away from the review. I've heard they've gotten a lot more positive. Um, <laughs> it's like you stick around long enough, people just get used to you. Um, and so uh, there was a guy who used to comment on every single video for the first like year That's to amazing. tell me that um, when I talk, it sounds like I'm gargling cum. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, my response was YouTube like, I know. "How the was fuck like, do you know that?" Thank you for watching. Like, that's amazing that you're this committed to the show. Like, I'll take it. Um, Loyal subscribers, see every episode. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so yeah, that's awful. Um, so that's a little bit more. But then you know, like we'll have episodes. The only time I really read the comments, I'll sometimes have friends on the show, or I'll have my mom on the show to make pie. Having your mom on is always an interesting one. Um, I don't know if of, I'd want to open the comments up for that. She's just sitting there telling you she knew you'd never be anything for like 18 minutes straight, and you're just <laughs> like, "This is not. This is not going to be mm-hmm. good, mom." Yeah, it's you know, it's uh, cry porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that kind of stuff is fun. Um, yeah, like having like having friends on the show is really fun, and then you get to like kind of goof around yeah. with them. But overall, the show's been it's been just sort of a really fun thing. We have. Like recurring characters. Can you shout shout it out so our listeners can find it? Yeah, it's it's tasted on YouTube as the channel, and the show is called the Food Feeder, which I don't really know what that means. Um, (laughs) 
It sounds like I'm <laughs> feeding food. Like, yeah. I guess if I give a like a carrot to a rabbit and then sure. braise it, really? then I've fed food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I water my basil plants, I'm feeding food, aren't yeah. I? You're a plant feeder. Sure. Um, Which could also be food. That. <laughs> Um, yeah, so sometimes I'm eating goofy crap on the show. Sometimes I get to do stuff like make lasagna and things like that. A lot of the times on the show, because um, uh, a lot of our people who watch the show are kind of uh, younger people, like who you know don't probably cook a ton. So I kind of like to do things like, okay, you're buying salsa all the time at a store. Don't do that. Here's how you make it. It's cheaper. It tastes better. And you sort of sort of there are basic things like that, like mm-hmm. you know, here's how to make tomato sauce. Here's also, to, this will get you laid once you hit puberty. Yes. If you learn this at ten, <laughs> how to make entry fresh level salsa. stuff that every person when should you, know. Like when you get to fifteen and sixteen, and you're like, hey, ladies, can I uh, whoop you up some fresh? Salsa? Like, is that a deli <laughs> cup full of homemade salsa? Yeah, babe. <laughs> I don't know the. I don't know that I ever that I in my twenties, like my mid twenties. I don't know that I ever got laid for being able to cook. Oh, I think it was out. one of those things like. I don't know. For me, like the cycle always felt like um, you're like a younger guy and you're trying to be like the nice guy, being the guy your mom wanted you to be. And mm-hmm. You're being very polite to women. and You're a good boy, Noah. And all this stuff. And then they're just like fucking older guys who are assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, you get disillusioned by the process. You get saddened by it. You get depressed. Mm-hmm. And then you get older and you care less. And then you start stealing girls from the younger version of yourself. <laughs> that's why. That's why you got like yeah. when you're 19, you just got to wear a leather jacket and smoke while you cook. And then they're like, uh, "All right, sure, no. that's one way of doing it too." I've no, I love you. Just sit on a motorcycle, stirring from sauce. the younger version I've of yourself. I've done that. I, I, yeah, uh, man, that's, that's what 32 is. Yeah, you just well, like, it's not an intentional okay. progression. It's like it's. It's just how you. It's it's going go. back to it's, you talking about smokers. The longer you spend with. The more time you spend with a certain task or skill or device, the better you get at it. And, I mean, the, and the longer you know yourself. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's also just like getting older. Like when you're 23 and you break up with someone, like the world is ending. When you're 32 and you break up with someone, you're just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's, <laughs> that's what would happen. For the better. Yeah, yeah for the better. Yeah. It is true. <laughs> that seems like a human experience that is normal. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, Noah. I know it very well. I do have eight kids and some <laughs> credit card debt, so I understand why you're leaving. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know. It's like as you know, sometimes falling in love feels like a thing that. Uh, granted, like it's it's still exciting when that happens, and you get despite all of your uh, uh, intelligence telling you not to in certain situations. Like uh, as you get older, like you know too much. Like you. It's hard to be as optimistic when you get older. You've just seen shit be bad, and you've sure. seen, gone through all the stuff. Yeah. It's like you, you're like your like your heart gets tempered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you give up. You know, I get yeah, it. yeah you, <laughs> I get it. You give up. You just know uh, your tendencies. No, you don't give up. You uh, you you've you've peeked behind the curtain of life enough times to not be so. You know, you, you I mean, know I, what's going on. You know, I. Prepare for things to go well, but I don't expect them to. In general, in life, like I don't, you know, right. I'm not going out there being like, you know, I don't go on a first date now. I'm just like, ah, this is maybe this one's my wife. <laughs> Do you want it's kids? Like, be like, it'd be cool if this worked out, but you sort of see what happens. Uh, you're kind of yeah. open to things, and you try to stay open to whatever it is. But uh, you know, it's not the same as when you're like 
17, you're just like, oh, my God, a girl's going to go out with me. <laughs> Here we go again. This is true. Right. Well, it sounds like you are, tr- are wise beyond your ears, Noah. Uh, or, you In know, certain ways, uh, whether not. you think it or not. I don't know. I think I'm probably a moron. Uh, no, no. You've got, you've got some good knowledge going on, despite how self-deprecating you are. Are you Jewish? Uh, dad's side. Half. Okay. Uh, well, then that checks out. Nobody's perfect. So it's like, it's like a lot of Russian, Italian, and Irish, which means I'm basically qualified to drink. Yeah. <laughs> or I think that's pretty much it. I sure. bet your yell game's pretty strong, too. My yo game? Yelling. Like you can oh, just yell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big like, yeller, actually. Yeah. I probably could, it I could, guess. Yeah. You're more of a passive-aggressive, digging that knife out. I get loud when I'm drunk, I think. <laughs> My friends tell me. Um, <laughs> um, go, what do you mean? <laughs> but not when you drive. Uh, no. You're a responsible boy. Yeah, I don't do the drinking and driving thing anymore. You grew up in L.A., like, it's kind of like a weird thing that everyone does. Sure. Yeah. Orange County. And then Uber came around. Yeah, Yeah, that's helpful. The game changer. It is. It is. When I leave. It is is weird how we all just sort of grew up around drinking and driving. It's what you got to do. Yeah. And the thought of doing it now is horrifying. Yeah. But, like, what do you do when you're 16 and you're broke and you want to go to a party? Yeah. (laughs) Tis what it is. Um, well, thank God for Uber, I say. Yeah. Sure. Saving lives. Many a life. Bef- I want to ask a question, though, because I think the brisket you guys are making is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. More, I want to make sure that I get to ask this before this ends. Would you ever attempt a brisket on a Weber? Uh, Without an offset smoker box? Just like uh, on a grill? As best, I mean, like, you know, you're pushing the coals aside. You're kind of, like, trying to do the best you can. But I don't know. I'd, I've tried it a few times. It's come out good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it came out competition or great. But, I mean, what? how would you home home smoke a brisket if you could? You don't even know. It doesn't I mean, you might sense. want to fashion But without a an offset, offset smoker. Uh, and then where are you getting smoke? Are you doing just charcoal? Are you trying to put wood chips in there? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i thinking more like you would have briquettes or I mean, if you wanted to be then... safe, I would say, you know, try to get as much smoke in early in the process as you can. Right. And then as you get, you know, probably six, eight hours in, you probably just want to wrap that thing in foil and keep it from drying out and protecting it from itself. Yeah. And that'll, that's sort of the... Because at a certain point, a lot of the smoke that's gotten in has sort of gotten in. And then right. you kind of want it to just stay moist and tenderize and let all that sort of collagen and stuff break down all those, like, got the connective tissue and all that, all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the, the at-home version. I generally would recommend people wrapping it for the last few hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Internal temperature, 200? Uh, I go by feel. Oh. Mm, it's Texas way. You kind of almost want it to get, like, Almost like a water balloony consistency Ooh, to it, so okay. kind of like it feels like a water balloon that could kind of pop. It's kind of it's got yeah. It's, yeah. So you want to turn into a sword or a flower? Before I have. It's so. funny. I'd never used internal temperature on briskets, and uh, and then somebody uh, came in who was working in our kitchen. He does a lot of really good smoking. This guy Eric Black, who's got pretty well known for Ugly Drum, was his like barbecue pop up. He mm-hmm. does a lot of cool stuff for us, making our sausages now. Mm. Um, and it made me kind of happy to know that. When he did the internal temp off of it, when I thought it was done, that they matched up. That like science and feel yes. lined up. Um, but I just sense. forget what the temperature was nice. off, off the top of my head right now. And that's the way it should be, by feel. 
Yeah. That's I mean, smell. they both work. I don't know. And if you, if you can get Touch, to the point where smell, you're nailing you it with feel, then you've put in the work to, yeah, to, to know really know everything right. else about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, It's uh, like DJing with vinyl, just to bring it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you are in the L.A. area, you should go and visit any of these restaurants that we've spoken about. And if you are in Melbourne, in November. Listen, <laughs> if you're a mailman. Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. If you're a mailman. Uh, if you're a mailman. If you're in Melbourne. <clears throat> Stamps.com. We're oh, putting you out of biz. <laughs> this show is not sponsored by Stamps.com. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for doing this, Noah. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you on social media if they want to check you out? Uh, Instagram and Twitter are both at Galutin. Galutin. Yeah, my last name. Which is a great at to got. So uh, take that, everyone else in my family. <laughs> <laughs> take that, only other Galutins. Uh-huh. Also, who do you have in the finals? Uh, I mean, it's... Probably Warriors now, Cleveland, yeah. And who do you have coming out? Uh, I mean, Warriors. That's, yeah, okay, I mean, yeah. basically... It's, it seems pretty chalker now, yeah. Yeah, I, this you has been a really first? depressing playoffs. Injuries and everything, it's and just fucking... shitty basketball. A lot of shitty basketball. Injuries, a lot of force injured hand. people. Even like that Bulls-Cavs series, like a lot of like buzzer beaters and game winners, but off at the end of like really ugly, horrible games. Yeah, if you didn't sit through and slog through those three hours like, at the end of the day, like, oh, that looks like a good game. And then like, oh, no, sir, that was a and waste like, no, of my like, day. LeBron's playing on a bum ankle. Kyrie's like barely alive. Kevin mm-hmm. Love's down. Like, it's just uh, hawks are dropping like flies. Yeah, it's I just love brutal. golf. I hate that. I hate they hate this. Are you playing me off right now? I was trying to do a Sports Center music right now. Yeah, I think you did like the Entertainment Tonight song. I think somewhere it may have been like a Monday Night Football thing. Yeah, I only follow one sport, so. I don't know what football Ball is. Ball is life? Football is that thing where at the end of the year they throw a big party that I cook for. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Okay. Wonderful. Um, well, thanks again for doing this. Thanks. You can go to the stewpodcast.com for all the episodes. Thank you, guys. When's oh. the After Hours basketball podcast? Talk to this guy. Right. Yeah. We'll do it offline. We'll do great. a Grantland thing tomorrow. Okay. Oh, rest in peace, Bill Simmons. Ugh. Bye.